Friends, the world is in serious danger now. Inflation is causing food prices to skyrocket. The global supply chain continues to collapse, and the coming food shortages will be worse than anything we've lived through. In times like these, what should you do? Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and invest in long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply while you still can. My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company in America with millions of satisfied customers. Their food lasts up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, you'll have it and avoid government food lines. Act quickly and save $150 on a vital three-month emergency food kit. The kit provides delicious foods totaling over 2,000 calories a day. You won't go hungry when you have this emergency food, period. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and save $150 on every three-month food kit. That's preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Protect your family and secure this emergency food today. Preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Hi, Steve here. Do you realize that God had a covenant with Israel before they even understood it? He has a covenant with his people now as well, which includes both Jew and Gentile, the people called his church, his bride. People are tired of the lies, the propaganda, and fear-mongering, and yet they still look for the next fake news story like it's going to somehow be true this time, as if something said by fake news will now be a fact. Why? Good people are sick of the lies and mandates that are bringing real chaos into their lives and growing restless. Many are wanting to do something to end it all now. They're not going to let the depopulation machine take their children without a fight. So how does humanity stop the devil's beastly, godless system? You don't take a knife to a gunfight. You can apply that comparison analogy to the battle today. You don't take a gun into a spiritual battle. Knives and guns have their place in a battle with the flesh, but how do you slay a giant that has no flesh? A giant that uses lies to target emotions and cause great fear, anxiety, frustration, hate, envy, anger, and things that lead to poor choices, self-destruction, and compliance to evil. History is truly at a turning point. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems and supply chains will be deeply affected. In times of crisis, the role of governments is more important and more relevant than ever. What is also needed is a summit like this one to go beyond crisis management and to look into constructive ways we can build our common future. Our futures are intrinsically connected to one another as the profound challenges to mankind, such as climate change, are globally interconnected 
and require collaborative responses. In conclusion, and despite all the challenges, we have to uphold our responsibility, which we have towards the next generation, and which we can only fulfill through collaboration on a national and on a global level. Will you serve the ruler of the world whose weapons are lies, propaganda, and deceit? Or will you serve the creator of all things, good, who is almighty, powerful, who gives truth to overpower lies, love to overpower hate, and hope to overpower despair? The one who sent his own son to conquer death, hell, and the grave. All power was given to him in heaven and on earth who gives eternal life to all who believe in him. The one who sent the Holy Spirit to comfort and teach. Who would even want the corrupt things the world has to offer in place of God's heavenly kingdom on earth that is coming will last forever? Who really wants a life living for sin and wickedness, only satisfying the flesh with the guaranteed promise of a lake of fire awaiting them at the end of their short, vain, and stress-filled life, full of greed, lawlessness, and hate. How do you fight the wind? How do you fight the mighty tidal waves? The one who created these is the same who can wield them on your behalf, and that one is the Lord, our God. So who should we be serving in this battle, and what weapons should we be wielding? Man can make the most devastating weapons and even operate them from space. But God made the sky, and he'll make it split apart like a scroll being rolled up, and every mountain and island will move from its place. God delivered his people from Israel, from Pharaoh in Egypt, using ten plagues. But it wasn't the plagues that were the main thing I learned from chapters 7 through 10 in this epic account of God delivering Israel in Exodus, but I'm gonna share with you the parallel lesson we can apply to what Christians will be facing in the near future. The devil had his best sorcerers and magicians do their best to match God's servant, Moses and Aaron. The first plague, the water turned to blood. Moses and Aaron struck the water in the Nile and all the water in the Nile was turned to blood. The fish in the Nile died and the river smelled so bad the Egyptians couldn't drink the water from it. There was blood throughout the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same thing by their occult practices. So the sorcerers used their occult practices and did the same thing. How is that supposed to be some great achievement? I don't know. Making a situation worse? Then, when Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. But the magicians did the same thing by their occult practices and brought frogs up onto the land of Egypt. Once again, they were able to match the curse that God gave Moses and Aaron to be able to do, but how did that help anything? So we see the magicians and those who practiced their occult sorcery for Egypt only aiding what God was doing against Pharaoh and Egypt. But that was where it ended for Satan's minions. Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff, and when he struck the dust of the land, gnats were on people and animals. All the dust of the land became gnats throughout the land of Egypt. 
The magicians tried to produce gnats using their occult practices, but they couldn't. The gnats remained on people and animals. This is the finger of God, the magicians told Pharaoh. But Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he would not listen to them, as the Lord said. Now, when we get to the fourth plague, swarms of flies, we see something that all believers should take note of. But if you will not let my people go, then I will send swarms of flies against you, your officials, your people, and your houses. The Egyptians' houses will swarm with flies, and so will the land where they live. But on that day, I will give special treatment to the land of Goshen. That's where Israel lived, where my people are living. No flies will be there. This way you will know that I, the Lord, am in the land. I will make a distinction between my people and your people. This sign will take place tomorrow. God still does the same with his people. He makes a distinction. It means we'll place redemption, literally. So they took furnace soot and stood before Pharaoh. Moses threw it toward heaven, and it became festering boils on people and animals. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils were on the magicians too, as well as all the Egyptians. Now let's look at the seventh plague, hail. Hail was a lesson about those unbelievers in Egypt who honored God's word by doing as Israel did, as they were told to do. By now, I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with a plague, and you would have been obliterated from the earth. However, God says, I have let you live for this purpose, to show you my power and to make my name known on the whole earth. You are still acting arrogantly against my people by not letting them go. Tomorrow at this time, I will rain down the worst hail that has ever occurred in Egypt from the day it was founded until now. Therefore, give orders to bring your livestock and all that you have in the field into shelters. Every person and animal that is in the field and not brought inside will die when the hail falls on them. Those among Pharaoh's officials who feared the word of the Lord made their servants and livestock flee to shelters. But those who didn't take to heart the Lord's word left their servants and livestock in the fields. And then finally, even the officials of Pharaoh beg him to do as God is asking through Moses to release his people from bondage. Pharaoh's officials asked him, how long must this man be a snare to us? Let the men go so that they may worship the Lord their God. Don't you realize yet that Egypt is devastated? Now, let me show you how he shepherds his people and makes a clear distinction from them and the people that are not his people. Let me show you the clear favor of God on his people. Moses replied, as you have said, so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will go away from you, your houses, your officials, and your people. The frogs will remain only in the Nile. And the fourth plague, swarms of flies. But on that day, I will give special treatment to the land of Goshen, where my people are living. No flies will be there. This way you will know that I, the Lord, am in the land. I will make a distinction between my people and your people. But the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, so that nothing of all the Israelites own 
will die. The only place it didn't hail was in the land of Goshen, where the Israelites were. One person could not see another, and for three days they did not move where they were. Yet all the Israelites had light where they lived. This is during the ninth plague, darkness. Israel had light. The Lord gave the people favor from the Egyptians. In addition, Moses himself was very highly regarded in the land of Egypt by Pharaoh's officials and the people. But against all the Israelites, whether people or animals, not even a dog will snarl so that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. The people of God have him on our side. Do you understand what that really means? If you're not sure what it means, open the New Testament and discover what it means. If you'd like to be a part of this highly favored family of God, there's a link in the description box below. Click on that link if you want Jesus and make him the Lord of your life. Think about it.